Hi, I'm Lips from the band Anvil. And this is Rob Reiner. And this is Sasha Javazi, director of the film Anvil, the story of Anvil. And you're listening to Sticky Jazz. The opinions expressed on this show are solely those of Jeremy Hinks and Sticky Jazz Podcast and do not necessarily reflect those of anyone else on this planet. And hello, everybody. Welcome to Sticky Jazz. I'm your host, Jeremy Hinks, the man of a million musical opinions, all of which happen to be correct. This week, I've got rounds two of the dark polka band. I guess you call them a funeral parlor polka band uh, that would uh, just catch Tim Burton's ear and stay there for a long time. They're called the Dust Bowl Fairies, and they've just released a new EP called uh, Carnival Dust. And uh, they do a lot of discussion about time on this new record. It's fantastic. Shows you that uh, the Dust Bowl Fairies aren't afraid to just really push the limits. The, they've released this new work and an accompanying video. And I got to talk to Ryder Cooley and Lisa about the new work and the visuals and just the whole experience of the Dust Bowl Fairy. So I'm going to kick this one off with their song Cuckoo. So let's all sit back, turn the t- turn the clock back to a weirder experience of life and uh, do the sticky jazz. It's cold outside, we're trapped inside, we like to fly away. Spread our wings, the cuckoo sings, what day is it all know? It can't be so, the hour draws near, but do not fear, my dear. We're going cuckoo, a little cuckoo. So oh. 
Everybody, welcome to Sticky Jazz. I'm Jeremy Hanks, and this week I have uh, well, this is sort of round two with one of my all time favorite bands, believe it or not. I've got the Dust Bowl Fairies, I've got Ryder Cooley and Lisa Thomas, and uh, we're gonna be covering. I, I've had Ryder on before, but this is gonna be us covering the new work that they've just put out. Uh, a great EP. And a fantastic video, and uh, it's called Carnival Dust. And man, this is this is going to be a great show. Welcome to the show, ladies. Thank you for joining us. Thank, Thank you. Thanks for having it, us. Yeah, it's a it's it's a early morning um, or an early Sunday morning, so uh, it's a an interesting time to be talking for me because i'm usually in bed right now <laughs> oh 9 a.m on a sunday yeah I, yeah I, i've been up for about an hour and a half already so i bet you have um anyway it'll be kind of like a sleepy a sleepy dreamy talk well um thank you for for being on the show again uh i i'm gonna have to kind of explain a little bit of the history here when i first heard of you guys the dust bowl fairies your publicist he just sent me a message with uh the video for and he said this one isn't complete it's not out yet it's for candy store and then there were a couple of songs and uh like cyanide hotel he said i'm gonna be working with these guys what do you think and i remember I, I wrote him back and I said, how could I have lived 40 some odd years of my life and never heard of these guys? And he wrote back because they're new. I was like, oh, <laughs> that's yeah, they haven't been around that long. But honestly, since that day and I started digging into the music, I've been a huge fan. I like you are one of my top 10 bands of all time. And so this is I've been 
and I listen to the stuff all the time, get in the car, play it. My wife gets annoyed. My kids go, dad, this is too freaky. This is too creepy. <laughs> and I'm like, this is the best stuff in the world. So uh, I've been, what, two years on the Dust Bowl Fairies. I've been a big fan. So when the new one came out, um, uh, let's see, I saw the trailer for it. Uh, let's see when did you guys hand it over to that because it was about a month ago that i saw the trailer for it and was just amazed we did yeah. a teaser in november right um yeah we and the the video came out early december yeah um and the and the lost in time single came out um so the video is called lost in time and and um it's uh um, sort of inspired by the song um, that Dustful Fairies plays that our friend Dennis Herbert wrote, um, who's a longtime collaborator of mine. So um, and the video has the band, some other performers, and Dennis, uh, first, uh, first video with Dennis in it. So, and he's quite the character. So um, it's a special video. <laughs> well, yes, I've, I've seen you've you've thrown my name in front of dennis a lot and you you've told me a lot of things uh where like when i said this is what i want played at my funeral and somewhere you're like oh i need to put that somewhere <laughs> like, okay um but uh, actually i was just uh i was sitting right here i have hazel's eyes right here the, the one that oh you know, yeah 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 that's the album with Den that's the album that dennis and i made and actually the um so the original version of the song, um, which was called TikTok, is right. on that um, on that album, and then the the new version of it is the Lost in Time, which is which has all you know also the the Dustful Fairies musicians on it. Um, so it has drums and the lap steel guitar and um, Liz's bass and John since uh, John our guitar player since um. There is already uh, Dennis playing the guitar on the original um, recording. Uh, John, who's uh, like a superhero instrumentalist musician, uh, played cello. And so, yeah, no, because we have TikTok and then you have the reprise on there. So yeah, the, the two of them. Yeah. The reprise, yeah. So in the new version, they're just sort of together um as one piece um in in but, lost in time on the ep so we don't confuse everyone the song got renamed <laughs> when it got put back out by the dust bowl fairies because there's like obviously tiktok the app which we didn't want everybody to be confused by we're like oh we have this thing tiktok and then everybody's going to tiktok but it's not tiktok the app or whatever and then there's other songs with this name. Yeah, see, you you guys were using TikTok before it was hip, right? You were, yeah, you, we yeah. were the original TikTok. That's right. Nobody, you know, well, nobody. Also, Dennis, <laughs> um, you know, Dennis doesn't really use technology, so he, you know, we tried to explain this thing like there's this app, you know, or this there's this thing called TikTok. It's videos, and he's like, what? What are you guys talking about you know so anyway there's no explaining it to dennis which is awesome you know dennis because he's not on the social medias and doing all this stupid technology stuff writes so many songs i'm always jealous you know he's not 
sitting around doing Instagram posts and stuff. <laughs> he he's probably got a new song every week, um, and they're they're all really good. So yeah, and the video, just so you know, was a trade with him because he's also a visual artist, right? He makes uh -huh. these like incredible dioramas. And sure. one day he was yes, like, yes, he's like, he does. Yes, he's like, I, take, take one of these dioramas, but you owe me a video. And I was like, Ooh, this is, this is not a real fair trade, but uh, I guess I'm going to have to make good on that at some point. So this is my making good with Dennis. <laughs> well, the, the thing with, the thing with Lisa, the film fairy is she doesn't just make a video. She, her, all of her videos are like a production. She's a producer and a director, but she she doesn't you know she goes to town it's she's gonna have a cinematographer she's gonna have a lighting team she's gonna have actors and um a script and you know the whole shebang so it's like you you can't just ask her for a video but he got one he got one <laughs> so so is it a challenge accepted thing when, when he handed it to you lisa Did it was like oh challenge accepted I'll <laughs> i was like well this will have well, this will have to really bake in the back of my my brain here for a, for a moment, but uh, I filed it away, and then you know I I think you know Ryder kept performing it both solo and with Dennis for a while, and then it started to sort of creep in with the Dust Bowl Fairies, and I was like I think this could be great if they just owned this song and kind of um, reimagined it themselves, and so Dennis was was game for that, and then then it all kind of happened but it took a few years for it to sort of percolate. all except for the fact that dennis he sounds like he's the guy who's amazed when the lights turn on mm -hmm. dennis is the guy that is is he amazed? whoa the lights turned on whoa <laughs> not i wouldn't quite he uh what things that amaze dennis well he does like lights when the lights turn on but not like the regular lights like you know dennis likes magical spaces and places so when the like movie lights turn on or when the he's got all kinds of like crazy little lanterns and whatnots around his house so he you, does you've told him what i think of his work right yes yes okay. yes he's heard it yeah. he's heard all about you we'll play the um we'll definitely play the podcast for him okay so lisa how, how long have you been a fairies fan I mean, I, I, I can at least feign ignorance that I didn't know until the publicist tossed him over to me. And I, I was instantly in love, but how long have you been a fan? Well, you know, they're it's pretty amazing to see them live and they're very- uh, Oh, un jealous, jealous, unique. jealous. Yeah, oh, you, yeah, you know, yeah, well, Salt Lake City, here they come. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I, you know, it's like a show like no other. And so many of the songs for me, like when they're performing them, I'm like, oh, I could make a video for this and that. And writers kind of write, like, I'm not just like busting out the iPhone and like filming them on stage. Like, I'm like, well, they're singing about a candy store that gets burned down. How am I going to do that visually and make it look realistic? You know, <laughs> so I'm like always like sort of like these guys deserve the best of the best. And I'm like, I want people to really notice them. And uh, so I sort of stand, I'm the person standing in the back of the room that has my mind spinning visually when I watch mm -hmm. them. It's not just the, it's not just the words or whatever. But so, um, so yeah, I've been a fan basically since the first time I saw them on stage. You know, which um, I guess is like four, four or five years ago. So oh maybe. God, paint me green with envy. Jeez, I would like, 
I, I just see like when Ryder was posting, even during the pandemic, Ryder's like, oh yeah, John and I are doing a show, socially distanced or whatever. And I'm, I'm like watching all the streams and everything. And, but yeah, it would be one of my, my dreams to finally see them live. Like there's a handful of bands that I would love to see live. That, like, I, okay, I have my list of bands that are still alive that I would love to see, you know, and it's like, editors the new up and dust bowl fairies there's <laughs> wow. a couple of them i don't know if you've heard of either editors or the new up or or underworld but it's like i have this weird like if i were to put on a festival of all the bands that are my faves that i've never gotten to see there'd be like these eight that i would put on there and the dust bowl fairies would be in there too but uh, i so wish you would do a festival can't why you, do you just sticky- do sticky jazz music festival like yes. bring it right, right right to your front door and you know uh, what people have asked me do that like i have enough what are you fans. waiting for i have enough fans who say that i'm friends with they'd be like hey i'd be i'd totally do that like give me a reason to play you know festivals are easy right but um uh i mean Ryder, i it was just a bad weekend and i was sick when when Ryder came through denver and and did a steampunk show uh a steampunk uh festival uh comic con or something like that and i was like that's the closest and i wanted to go but i was <laughs> i was immobilized otherwise i was like i would have gone yeah. to denver to see that man uh, i know that was a, that was fun it was still kind of you know everything's been things are things are getting better but uh that was still like that was over a year ago and it was like COVID, you know, everybody had their mask on and blah blah. So so maybe it's good that that you've waited. Maybe this is the year, 2023. We're gonna meet in person and you'll hear Dustful Fairies. I we'll that see. would be one of those and I of course I'll bring all my gear and I'll film it and record it and get some gnarly <laughs> pictures and you know. Um I so you did candy store too. Talk about that because that was just again. Now, now let, let me just back up. I'm a huge polka fan. Okay, <laughs> like and and I like I I used to live in East Germany over on the Polish border, and I heard polka all the time, and I just kind of got used to it. And now I'm the kind of guy I like hear some ska, and I'll be like, oh yeah, that's on the polka meter of the 16th up against you know. That sounds more like a Czech polka than a German polka. And I'll do that, right? So I, I get, I'm, I'm a huge like polka connoisseur. And so when I heard that and I, I wrote back to the publicist, I, I, I saw the video, I was like, what the hell is this? This is the coolest, freakiest, gnarliest band ever. <laughs> and it was such a bizarre story to tell in this video. And you did great storytelling. Obviously, you you love telling you you're you're like me. You hear the song, you're like, how would this look, right? But that candy store. Talk about candy store for a minute, because that was that was the, the first that I'd heard. I saw the video, and then I heard a couple of other songs. So let's hear it from Lisa, because Ryder already knows how much I love the, the music. But I'm like, yeah, let me pick on Lisa here for a minute. I mean, there's yeah. a whole thing about the song that Ryder needs to discuss that's like a song that was taught to her by her grandmother. Yeah, right? I know that story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's that. And then, you know, uh, you know, here they are. It's like the, the couple that's like got the candy store that's not actually making uh, ends meet. And so they need to burn it down to get the insurance money. And 
other things happen throughout writers sort of reimagined all these verses that are all pretty incredible and we were basically in the first you know few months of covid and you know filmmakers and musicians alike were all shut down like the filmmakers couldn't get together and film the musicians couldn't get together to really play because you know no everybody was just hiding out in their homes and i like called up the cinematographer friend of mine and i was like what the hell are you doing because i'm like losing my mind and he's like i'm just sitting in my apartment in new york city and i was like you want to make some art let's go get some COVID tests and like burn some shit down or whatever and uh i had access to this camera gear and you know our little town up in upstate new york and catskill was closed up like you know everything was just shut there was this one what had been one time a candy store with a for rent sign on the window and i called the number and i said hey i just want to shoot you know over the weekend make a fake candy store i didn't say i wanted to burn it down but uh the woman was like you know okay you know give me an insurance certificate and you know well, do what you want to do and i got a bunch of people together to build out a candy store and and the rest is sort of history it um i was really happy with how it came together and a bunch of people just you know uh pulled all the resources that otherwise might not have been available if it hadn't been for covid because these were all a bunch of professional filmmakers that were just doing nothing because we were all sitting at home like twiddling our thumbs you know so, so it was we, it was uh, necessity it. is the mother of invention obviously you that was just to keep your sanity. you didn't burn the place down actually though right You're, no although no. although the, the the special effects in there that you did were pretty good i was we had some trickery we had some trickery yeah so <laughs> um i i know yeah Ryder told me the story i don't know if you heard the other interview that i did with Ryder, but uh that was one where we just got talking and then she she just kind of the, the weirdest way that i described it and i wrote this about her i said um i've never thought i would learn so much about myself by asking someone questions about themselves and that was right. My first experience with Ryder was uh, self-discovery that I didn't realize. I just started talking to her and I'm going down this path of learning all about just what she could teach me about myself. It was an amazing thing. But I'm like, I'm just in awe of the music and the visuals and all that. And I was watching some of her shows at the candy store is out no not the candy store um what was the the club oh, yeah pete's candy pete's candy store pete's candy pete's, store yeah yeah mm -hmm. it's a that little it's a little venue in um that in little vaudevillian yeah that little vaudevillian venue she's up there <clears> and <throat> she's got hazel and she's playing the saw and i was like that is the most amazing thing i've ever seen you know it was so innovative and I, you've seen it so you totally know what i'm talking about right lisa but i'm watching this going wow this is so powerful so artistic and so like you know and i ended up describing writer as my flip side alter ego that's the portal of the dark side of the universe you know and that was basically how i felt talking to her and what i just got out of just learning all about this music that you guys make you know and and you i consider you lisa part of the dust bill fairies collective because you're the you're the art director right you did all this great work there um 
She I, also did the she also did the video um, zebra. Did did you watch that yeah, one? Yes. Yeah. So that was uh, that and that and she did Vampire Tango, the sixteen millimeter film. So we've been working together for quite a while. Yeah. There's more sixteen millimeter film uh, collecting dust in the basement. So we got to decide what to do with that next. <laughs> you know, it's just like. <laughs> Hey, I'm I'm here. If you want someone to share the love with, I, I'm happy to see whatever you got, man. It's so I. Uh, well, okay, like you said, sixteen millimeter gathering dust. I don't know if you know the band Modern English. The of course, yeah. They like the the song that everyone knows them for is "I'll Stop the World and Melt with You." Right. What ninety nine percent of the world has never heard of is their first single uh called 16 days mm. and then the flip side they, they did a, a song called gathering dust and then when you mix the two together it's this crazy liz fraser from the cocteau twins in, in, in when she was in this mortal coil did a song did a version of that called 16 gay 16 days gathering dust and you just made me think of that. I was like, oh, yeah, 16 days, 16, you know, <laughs> gathering dust. Yeah, no, let's have it, really. You know, as the opening line of the song is, the pressure's on, no time to lose. So I'm dying to hear that stuff, man. Yeah. So there I just shamelessly promoted my favorite modern English songs. All right. Um, <laughs> so, but, you, well, you guys have, you guys also have a very This Mortal Coil feel to... Thank you. The music, <laughs> you know, and I actually interviewed John Fryer last year or was it two years ago? Wow. Show's been on for we're on our third year now, actually. But uh, I interviewed John Fryer two years ago and a lot of that conversation we were talking about just all the old just the a lot of the tricks and the, the things that they were doing on this mortal coil. You guys do naturally. And so you know john fryer he was the guy who did a, this mortal coil with evo russell and all those guys so mm -hmm. um yes yeah, so i'm putting you guys up there with the gods of thank you wow made big honors big honors <laughs> so um let's, let's talk about the new record obviously i know you're probably were you involved with any of the music of it there lisa or is it mostly just you or just mucking about with making it look great no, I'm always the one that's sort of like, I think I can make a video of this. And then that usually informs one song that goes on the new album, because if I'm going to make a video, then they're like, that'll help promote. But all the other musical, you know, selection and choices is all like writer and, and band. But Lisa, you picked the songs that you want to make the videos for. So, so Lisa picked this song. She was like, my next video is going to be, you know, the Lost in Time song, which you know, formerly, formerly known as uh, TikTok. <laughs> She's like, that's the next song. That's what we're doing. So, um, so then we all kind of rallied, but Lisa, you know, Lisa picks the songs and she works really, she works with the lyrics a lot. And, um, and she's like a kind of a narrative filmmaker. So it's, there's, there's always a script and storyboards and, um, and you know we 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 love doing the videos with her, so everybody gets excited and 
Um, we start working on the costumes and she has these great set designers who come in and um, it's, it's fun times. It's, it's a, they're, the videos are big productions though. She, this time she always, you know, pulls out all the stops and this time it was the, the boat, the um, yeah, Apollonia yeah, we <laughs> we got the Apollonia and we got a drone going. We ha we had a drone because you, you saw the video. Right? Oh yes, yes. Love so we it, had that yes. the one shot where you know the the music sort of like opens up for this one minute, and I was like, oh, we have to like get Ryder and Dennis who who, who originally wrote you know the song and whatever in the field, and and we just gotta like get that drone right as close to him as possible, and then just lift up. So that we just and it's like whenever I see it, I'm like, it just goes so well with the music, you know, like that moment, the like songs kind of shifting and so is the camera, you know, like in a different way. So, well, actually, yeah, let me just get onto that because writers notes on there were I thought this thing was going to come screaming out of the sky and crash down on me kind of thing. Right. I mean, obviously, yeah. when, when you get brought on for the project, there's no getting out easy. Right. Because you you make it all happen. Right. Yeah, yeah, we're all we're all in, you know, all the way. It's like, all right, Lisa, Lisa has carte blanche. Whatever she says, we're they were definitely it. like, "How close is that thing going to get to me?" And I was like, "Trust that me, was, trust me." <laughs> that was the first time we had. I we used a a drone camera, so I just, I mean, it it was it's intense, you know. It really it sounds like scary, and like you're trying not to. You know you're kind of like in character so you're trying not to like look at it or um you're trying to pretend like it's not there but it sounds like so close you know even when it's not and they're flying all around you so it's like the sound's moving you know what i mean and i mean it's the the intense part is thinking like right you know these are really started out as like military things and um and that that aspect of it is is pretty scary, you know, like these things could be like dropping weapons or they could be, you know, uh, spying on people or whatever. Oh, they are. Um, don't worry. They are. <laughs> you, know, you don't need to worry. about. Are they doing it? Yes, they no, are. No, no, no. No, they definitely are. I mean, that's what you, you, you get that sense, you know, even if you're just using it as a camera for a um, I guess that's what I was trying to say. It, it, they feel there's something intense about them. It feels very like invasive, and um, um, but then you know, as far as video goes, it's like totally worth it. Like the the footage is amazing. Well, so and that was Dennis next to you. I was gonna say because I didn't recognize anybody. Uh, I didn't recognize him against anybody else in the picture. In the in yeah, the, the that scenes was on the Dennis. Phone. So that was Dennis. Yeah, yeah he's um, he's he's that guy that was laying in the um field of it's supposed to be like a cornfield that was but, not a cornfield um, <laughs> no it wasn't it was i've driven through field, iowa that was not a cornfield definitely wasn't it a cornfield was, it was a wheat field maybe <laughs> and then there's a scarecrow over there i mean you you guys oh, could you tell who the scarecrow was no i couldn't see it up close from enough. the band oh that it was, was liz. liz it was liz, liz was our, yeah liz, she, the bass player She's very tall, very tall. Um, so she seemed, you know, tall and thin, and she was like the perfect person for the scarecrow. And uh, she, yeah, she did it really well. She like didn't move. <laughs> well, it opened up with Hazel, 
right. You had Hazel in there, which I, I, I don't think I've seen a video of you without her. And then there was the just I was like, OK, like I started watching it. I was like, oh, this is going to be awesome. Oh, shit. It's over. It's two minutes. And, you know, I mean, because <laughs> I I I'm not picking on you, Liz. Right. It's how long was the song going to be or whatever. But I loved I was like, this is like. And I would watch it again and again several times over going, oh, man, this is this is great. Um, but it was this. Yeah, you're on. I was like, oh, look, the Apollonia Prince reference and just keeps going and going, you know, because that was remember that was what's your name in Purple Rain with Prince. But um, I well, thought there's a longer version for you which you know is not online or it's not out in the world yet but we made so what happened when we basically came to make this video was i was writing a completely different uh film kind of piece that is actually being submitted on the film festival circuit about a day and a life of a set gone wrong and uh writer is a part of the crew and writer hypnotizes us on set and the, hypnotizes the director who's get, not making her day, not even getting her first shot into the into the music video. And we come back out at the end. So we're sort of booked bookend by this like narrative story. So a lot of these people, including Dennis and some of these other cast of characters that you see on the Apollonia on the boat with Ryder. Yeah, yeah, and, but they weren't regular members of the band, right? Yeah, they they, so, they yeah. were all in the larger piece, which is uh, like eight minutes long. So there's this larger version that sort of is a narrative story that sort of bookends the music uh, that's going out on the film festival circuit. So we were, you know, we're sending that out into the world right now and we're waiting to see where it's going to premiere and all of that. So there's there's more. Okay, so this this is so the one that's online is like the video for the Wild Boys, and then the rest of it is the whole version of the whole film of Arena by Duran Duran. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. There's much. like multiple universes to explore here. <laughs> it's like the Duran Duran reference, though. Who doesn't love like you know? There was the video for the Wild Boys, and then there was the whole movie <laughs> written around it. That right, right, right. right okay. Because the, the the movie itself didn't make sense, but the video did, right? Yeah, there's right. a feature film in the works called Lost in Time too, and uh, it's all starring the Dust Bowl Fairies. And, oh you know, you'll have you'll have a I, part. You'll have a part too. <laughs> I am so excited about this. Oh my gosh, that's gonna be so. Um, uh, so yeah, yeah, Lost in Time. It's um, <clears throat> me. Hopefully, everybody will be able to see the the longer version because it's like. It's funny. Well, it's I, I'm, like, I'm the greedy bastard. Humor. I'm expecting this long before <laughs> the rest of the world gets to see this. Anyway. Well, shoot. Maybe, maybe we can we can get Sundance on board or Slam Dance or one of those those festivals that are so hard to get into out near you. And then well, we, we, we bring... so I, I I work with a film company called Zepstone Media, and I'll I'll put you guys in with them if you want. That'll yeah. Be... Tell these guys take the thing, bring the band, the whole thing that will like you know tear up Salt Lake City. Well, we we did so we I. Um, I got hired to be, and I got cast in a film. I, I, I'm, I'm doing a film about prostate cancer awareness, a musical documentary about prostate cancer awareness. <laughs> and um, I was working with this company and the, the, the director, she saw a picture of me on Facebook in, in my bulletproof vest with a badge. And she calls me up one day. She's like, we're, we're, no, she sends me a message on Facebook says, were you a cop? And I said, no, I was a, I was a bounty hunter, but I I'm not I wasn't a cop, right? 
And then she's like, oh, okay. And, and she, she rings me up a few days later and says, look, we're making this movie mm-hmm. about LGBTQ suicides in Utah. And uh, th- there's this character. He's a police detective. He's ex-military, really smart. Um, and he has no tact. I said, okay. She said, you got the part. <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> all right. So she said, I just need you to be you when we say action. And so we ended up doing this movie and, and we, we've done a couple other films. I, I wrote a, I wrote a, a screen. I wrote a story. They, they shot it and made a screenplay and we filmed it and all that. And, and they're, they're doing really well. They're doing a lot of this fun stuff. But one of the things we did was there was one scene there where one of the shots that we did was drones flying. Yeah. This, this, this damn thing going all over the place. So I know what you guys were doing and how yeah. it was with you and Dennis laying in the field. I was like, I know how the drone thing works, man. We're there trying to talk, and they're saying, "Look, just say your lines. We'll do this take of the drone flying it." But we couldn't hear a thing. This thing was right above us. Yeah, they're noisy, and oh, yeah, they're yeah. and you feel like the you know they're in the air, and they're kind of there's some like you feel almost like the the air moving around yeah. them. You know, it's 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 intense. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to pretend like they're not there. <laughs> yes. Well, I, I'm going to, I'm going to throw you guys over to, to the, to this public, to this, uh, to this media company. So cool. they're, they're, they're going to shoot. You. They just announced yesterday they're shooting a movie here and in Kenya of all places. Whoa. I'm like, well, and, and they have a film festival that they're putting together. So I'll, I'll try and get you guys thrown into it. I mean, shoot, right. The more the merrier. <laughs> um, I don't know if we have any steampunk. Well, we have a couple of weird old places to look at, but nothing like what you guys got. Uh, which actually takes me to one of the questions: that clock tower in the video. Where was that shot taken? Where was that clock tower? The it, it's in a lake in yes. Italy. In Italy, and, okay. In Italy, yeah. But uh, yeah. We didn't actually it's, go to Italy. It was the it was the it's the one stock shot in the whole thing, because you know we're trying to set our uh, maniacal time fairy in in a clock tower, but we didn't have any nearby us. So you I, I, okay? Because you do. There is one. There Where is one in Clinton, Where? Massachusetts? Yeah. Okay. There was an old town that they 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 built a dam and flooded out, mm-hmm. all right, and made a reservoir out of. But there's an old mm. church that looks almost identical to that one right up at the top of the hill. Mm. So that church is still there, but the, the, the old town itself got flooded out. Okay. Got you. So they built it. They, 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 they moved everybody out and then they turned it into a reservoir. But there's this church still sitting there. And that's what I was like. I was like, it looks almost the same. You have that, that beautiful road on the side of the lake with the hills all around it. So it's just outside of Worcester, Massachusetts. So I was like, Mm -hmm. oh, man. So there's another place like that somewhere in New York. No, you had to go to Italy for it. Okay. But that was what I was like, man. Okay. I dissect writer knows. I dissect everything. A video, the lyrics, you name it, whatever it is, I'm going to go in and and dissect it. Guy, you know, that's how I figure out the meaning of everything. So. That's interesting to know. Well, I, I will try and get, if you guys want to do another shot of something like that, I'll, it's, <laughs> you're not that far from Worcester, right? You're yeah, we can, we, we, we can all hop in a van and get to Worcester, yeah. Yeah, so it's it was... It, it's sort of appropriate, even though, you know, it's not here. We do 
have a lot of lighthouses around here because we're on the um, Hudson River, just, you know, a little north of New York City. So, um, so it, it reminds me of the lighthouses, except it's a clock tower instead of a lighthouse. But lighthouses, even though they don't have a clock, they always kind of, they look, they almost have that kind of clock tower look to them. They're, they seem like faces, you know? And um, I wanted so. to just say one other thing about the video, and then I think we should talk about some of writers' other songs on the album because they're so amazing. But like, there's a couple moments in the video that sort of came to me in a dream. You know, I was like waking up one morning, and that you, you know the shots where it's like uh, the moon is up, get out of bed, and everybody's kind of like tilting their head to the same way. And then it's like, knock, knock, who's there? And the, the whole group is doing it together. And I yeah. sort of woke up one morning and I was like, oh, I have to incorporate those moments into the video. Like it was like, you know, the week before we were shooting, but it was all, it all sort of like, as I was waking up from a dream, I was like, I need to figure out how to get those shots in there, where they go, you know, like, and it, it's interesting, like, you know, making these videos and, and doing this, sort of visual work with the band it's like so much of it is like you're really trying to kind of figure out all, like very interesting imagery you know and then sometimes mm -hmm. these things just come to you and they don't totally make sense but you're like yes that's like an image that I have to like put out there in some way and have it like incorporate into the to the video and like her her work is so you know writers songs are so dreamlike so it makes sense to me that some of the imagery would come out of dreams you know so I just wanted to sort of put that out there and then we could talk well, about some of the other songs. Well, that's actually how Ian McCulloch said he came up with the lyrics for The Killing Moon from Echo and the Bunnymen, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he said the same thing. I woke up from a dream and it was just there. Not like just that I had the words, but the visuals were there. And like, that's I'll come out best. of a dream going, okay, I don't know what this means, but I got to write this down. And thus, <laughs> The Killing Moon happened, right? One of the greatest songs of all time, you know? Yeah. So, so, hey, maybe it was the same muse of the universe handing it to you. Um, so, okay, well, what I thought was really funny is, and not just to fan my ego here, writer, but I was mm. reading the press release on the new EP, which, mm -hmm. and then it said, and it's lauded by, and it named off all these magazines, said Instinct. I was oh, like, I know. Did Instinct say, wait, uh, wait. Oh yeah, I did say something about that. <laughs> that, that was. Mine. But you're not instinct. You're not instinct. I know that's a false credit. We need to change that. No, 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 no. That was cool. That was cool because I praised you guys on instinct. That was where you did. I, you I did. It you was odd. Instinct. Yeah, it was yeah. covered on it. Yeah, that was. It was for instinct, and then and then it was also the podcast as well. So yeah, I, so I, essentially, I, it was. It, they could have said that it was a quote by Sticky Jazz. Quote by Sticky Jazz or lauded on Instinct Magazine, which was cool because, you know, they have yeah. a much bigger readership. than. And I, I thought that was, I was like, wait, it. oh, wait, yeah, that was me. That's right. But you also, <laughs> I remember when I said, when I said, yeah, I want Fields played at my funeral. And I said a couple of other things. You're like, ooh, can I quote you on that? I'm like, uh, yeah, sure, man. Go for it, you know. Um so, uh, Lisa, well, well, let's let's fire off on some of writer's music here. Although I I do kind of envy you because you get more into the Dust Bowl fairies than even me, being the fan that I am, gets to. So you you have my jealousy there, and you've seen them how many times live? 
That's oh, okay. gosh. Yeah, okay, just... I can't, I can't, I have no idea. I, I've lost count. Lisa's been, Lisa's been coming to our um, shows and doing video projections at the shows. So it'll be some of the uh, videos and films that she's made with us. And then she's been collecting all these like archival um, films and um, that she shows also and people love it and it makes the whole the performance is very theatrical all that to say she's been at a lot of shows <laughs> i'm usually behind the wings kind of like you know manipulating the imagery that's going on behind them but you got to be there and hear it you got to be there when writer gets up there with the bow and the saw and i'm like oh see those are those are trippy moments for me those are moments i would just like melt to have I'll have it one day. I will see the fairies live. Um, so let's talk about how, okay, Cuckoo, right? Um, it opened with a much darker haunting feel mm-hmm. than the play Garden. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it was typical fairies, had the violin and the saw, and but there was a lot more of the accordion there. Loved all that. But it was a very morbid feel. Mm-hmm. And, and this one had a very like unsettling feel to it the cuckoo yeah Uh to to open with that Mm -hmm. and like i could feel the imagery Mm -hmm. like something that's really great about the fairies is and lisa would say this too right when you hear the music it paints a picture and tells a story right and i was kind of unset i was like this is kind of unsettling this was wild um uh, the lines, let's see, a poltergeist is picking lots. Lice. P- picking lice. Okay, not locks, but lice. Okay. A poltergeist is picking lice um, from money's dirty whore. Uh, what more? We do not know, my dear. I can't. Uh, it can't be true. Say it isn't so, right? <laughs> I, I Yeah, I like that line. Every I, time we sing that line, Liz and I, Liz sings it with me and we we're just like, a poltergeist is... <laughs> is picking lice from money's dirty whore. Like what for? Then what for? What yes. For. What for? <laughs> uh, we do not know, my dear. It, it can't be true. Say it isn't so. And then, and then, again. Now, there's themes I'm feeling going through the whole record. The EP, sorry, EP. A cuckoo clock chimes all day while politicians have their pay. We prance around the moon at noon. Then the next line, uh, while corporate, let's see, uh, you know, a cuckoo clock chimes all day while politicians get their way. Then the next one, while a uh, cuckoo clock chimes all day while corporations get their way. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're you're pulling these these old steampunk archaic images that you're or there. You know, I wouldn't say quite from antiquity, but from the the time that this music would have sounded current to suddenly pulling in oh yeah let's rip on congress let's rip on corporate you know <laughs> i talk about that for a minute because that song just it, it went in a lot of different directions and it was pretty just eerie like just give me some on that if you could yeah i mean i th- that was one of those songs that just kind of wrote itself and um you know, and I think of it kind of, you don't quite see what's coming with it. And um, in that sense, it's a little bit, you know, cin- cinematic, but um, 
it just it starts out sounding it goes back and forth between the it's like a parallel development or something um but uh it starts out almost kind of like jazzy or like some kind of gothic lounge thing and then it turns into this like maniacal just sort of uh thing about political corruption and just going nuts and losing your mind and um and it's kind of like back and forth and and uh it's very like it's very kind of like bipolar song I think and um and I don't know it's just it's it's very much a song about what we've all been going through and just the crazy you know shitty politics of you know the recent years and you know we we trump's gone but not you know it's i still feel like we're it, it's still it's still like we're in that shadow time and so much just terrible stuff's been going on like really regressive politics and it's it's hard to just you know it's like we're we're all happy to be somewhat out of the pa pandemic, but it just still feels like this like huge dark cloud. And um, and sometimes the best thing to do about it, it took me a long time to figure this out, but just laugh, you know, like it's just so bad that it's absurd and just laugh and dance and like play some crazy, you know, gothic polka music and, um, I don't know. It feels like very Armageddon, like end of the world kind of a song, and and it sets that that theme for the 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 EP. So um, yeah, I would say the song is very much about uh, political corruption, though. Well, part like I felt like there was, and, and you kind of just explained it a lot easier there. But like, there's no such thing as the good old days. And we're wanting to go back to simpler times. They really weren't simpler, but they made a little more sense as crazy as they were then. Yeah. Uh, sure as shit ain't now, you know, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, that was kind of what I felt like you, you were, we, we wanted to go back to where the good old days were. Maybe they weren't that great, but certainly simpler. Uh, although it was more painful, scarier back then, it was still easier back then. That's kind of what I, I was, that was what I was getting there. Um, uh, and I'm, I'm just wondering, like, what does Lisa think when she hears these lyrics and goes, ooh, what would this video look like? Because I know you're, you're probably turning, all, you probably went through all this in your head and was like, oh, yeah, I can do this or this. But um, did, did you probably get, oh, that would be fun, but, or what, how is it for you when you listen to something like this before it even goes to production? I mean, sometimes I listen to the lyrics and I'm like, ooh, this is, <laughs> this is like a real like nightmare kind of material. Oh, you, yeah, know? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? So like every once in a while I'll be like, oh, I know where to take that. And then I'm like, ooh, this is getting really dark. And even when we did some of the other videos there was like when we did vampire tango a few years back I there was a vampire tango there was a point at which you know uh the character and i don't remember what the lyric is in, in vampire tango when that shot happens where you start to really like convulse or whatever but like you know you're losing it and then you're talking about going mad or something right do you remember mm -hmm. what the lyric is in that part of the song um, and i said to her um... on set i remember <laughs> i remember saying to writer on set i actually don't know what we should do 
in this moment. Like I was, I was a bit lost and, and sometimes I don't have all the answers. And Ryder just started like convulsing. And I said, turn on the camera, people. <laughs> like, let's just go. She's giving it to us. Well, I think I was trying to show you, I was trying to show you like, because, you know, the song's kind of about this voodoo ritual that I, you know, and I went to one um, and somebody went into, you know, sort of a like a trance, trance right? state where they like almost like a seizure, you know, where they fell uh, it started out standing and then they fell to the ground and then it was part of the ceremony. So people, they don't stop the ceremony. You know, this person's being, uh, having a visitation from the the spirit who they're channeling through the, um, through this, the ceremony. And so the ceremony is working, you know, if somebody's like afflicted and it, it was, it was scary and it, it lasted for a long time, but you know, the drum was just going stepping and, over them and going on like, yeah, don't trip on the guy. Just like, wow. The couple people were down there, you know, making sure they were okay, but their people are still dancing. The drums are still going the It's part of the ritual. So I think I was trying to explain to you guys that that's she what started happens. to show us. And I was like, this is a one take wonder get that camera going, you know, like, <laughs> I, I don't know. There's definitely moments, you know, where like, I, it, it's sometimes like, I'm not sure what we're going to do. And we, ha there's like a song we're going to film this summer. Um, you know, it's like film noir double feature is the song. I sort of put writer up to writing the song because during the pandemic, she got into this thing where she was like, she'd want to watch film noir films because mm -hmm. that's her favorite genre of movies. Mm -hmm. But Every one, was, <laughs> one was never enough. She had to do two. It was a double feature. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, how could you watch so much of this stuff? But then I was like, it's film noir double feature, right? And then the lyrics in that are really dark. And I'm like, wow, where'd you take this? Like, I got to film this stuff, you know? So that was you, you must be a lot of fun to just get drunk with, Lisa. I'm saying, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, anyway. okay. So, Clockwork Romance, okay. Yep, John. That's John's song. He wrote it for the band, and um, he that does was the... that was. I, I love. I gotta meet John too. I love. I, I see John with you. He's like your 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 other fun half live. He's he's great on stage. Clockwork Romance was the most Tom Waits song ever. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I don't even know if John listens he just to Tom Waits. A little bit more <laughs> of a raspy voice, and then I'd be like, Oh yeah that that was you know um i mean i loved i loved the whole thing right um mm -hmm. but uh so he wrote that those were his lyrics I, I i gotta say some of those lines on there i guess he's not here to ask but where he said if i only knew which you uh which events were falsehoods and which were true i have no i've got no answers uh but i have uh but questions i have plenty like how's a man supposed to thrive this clockwork romance um i've got two viewpoints only got one eye love that line that is so <laughs> great man and i mean so he just wrote that and you guys went with it huh so i i would love yeah. to talk to him about one of these days great song mm -hmm. yeah he was really thinking of it as um i don't know like you know, all these songs ended up having this kind of theme of time in them um, with unintentionally, but 
the cuckoo song has the cuckoo clock and um, he's got the clockwork romance. And then we have the lost in time Dennis's song. So it's like this theme that just crept into all the songs. Cause I think time has been really weird the last few years. Like, Oh yeah. I, I, I felt like and... uh, March, 2020 was the longest March on record. It was like 700 days or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like March 2020 just yeah. kept going and going and going. I know, but then it's like it also feels like it didn't happen because we didn't really do not, you know, we didn't do any. It, I don't know, like, did that did that even happen? You know, that kind of feeling of like a couple of years went by and what what I don't know. It's a surreal. It's like very surreal time I think, and um, and the the songs are pretty surreal too and um yeah so i think the first concert i one of the i think it was probably the second concert i went back to after the pandemic i went and saw melissa etheridge and she was really funny she said and i thought that 2016 was the weirdest year ever what did i know you know and she, it, was, it was her opening shows her first show in two years she played here in salt lake and she was like what did i know of a craziest weirdest year um uh, the the song medicine show that one felt like rain docks by tom waits it, it felt like like maybe a different note structure but it was on the yeah. same meter a big tom waits fan you know that yeah but, jo and john um you know that kind of it's it, you know musically it's more in the same sort of zone as clockwork romance because john pretty much wrote the you know the music for it and i wrote the lyrics so, okay um, yeah well let me, let me dive into into writer's brain for this okay uh hard-earned money where does it go to the medicine show open the trunk what do you see let's see now we're broke what do we do join the medicine join the show and play the kazoo this it's, is a silly, it's a silly song. No, 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 let, let me finish. <laughs> All about the snake oil, two vaccines, now three for one chunk of gold. The medicine show comes to town with lax to wash it all down. Okay, it start like, I, I was chuckling. It was pretty silly. Then it started to get really dark. <laughs> and I'm like, you, you have this ability to like, no longer draw the line of, of what's funny and what you're poking fun at and then you're getting really dark and that's a very tom Waits skill that you yeah. can do and i loved it but let's see there was the line uh is it oil to cure the plague or witch's wart or little cocaine on the medicine show miracle cures for every disease i was like "Ooh, ouch wow okay that's <laughs> taking the old school ideas of what what your your dog and pony medicine show were the snake oil oh yeah let's toss a little bit of witch's war oh and cocaine like okay if you say so by the time you got to the third burst about the muscle relaxant i was getting <laughs> i was getting pretty scared i was like this is this is not fun easy listening by the time we get to verse three yeah. So, and then the accordionist, and then the line about the accordionist. I'm like, oh, I love this. But uh, tongue in cheek, sort of. 
So yeah. talk about the medicine show. Okay, so I don't do this, or I haven't done this in a while, but um, it's it's a I did a but you know I did a bunch of research on the medicine shows and um, they and it's really fascinating. You know, they would bring the music acts along. They're essentially trying to sell medicines. When I was looking at them, a lot of them were actually like herbal medicines. You know, if you pay attention to like natural medicine. Or oh like yeah, you, have... you're throwing in a lot of the old terms, which is yeah. Word. I was like, she's gonna say I have well, newt while she's was... at it, but yeah, okay. Some of the which is word thing, I think I just might have made that up. I don't think they had those at the medicine shows, but maybe. But they had, you know, like sassafras, which I put that in the song. Like my family were hippies and we used to get sassafras. You could, you, it was like a bark. You could, you can peel it off of a tree or a bush and then you can chew on it or make sassafras tea. And um, the, uh, and I think that they made it illegal for some unknown reason. Um, maybe it, I don't know if it has psychedelic something. Who knows? I, I haven't looked that up, but um, they did actually sell some legitimate like natural herbal medicines at at these medicine shows that were traveling around from town to town. They also, you know, had things that they would it would be called a medicine like, you know, Dr. So-and-so's uh, yeah, throat syrup or whatever. And it would be like morphine or cocaine or what I, you know, if it was like a diet, you know, like lose a bunch of weight. Um, and then it would have like cocaine in it or speed or something. And people would get hooked on these things and they'd, and they'd be, you know, for them, it would be expensive and they'd be waiting for this show to come back in town and people would get hooked on it and they'd like spend all their money on this stuff. And some of it was legit, like, you know, herb, herbs and real medicinal things. Some of it was like just total, like invented, like the snake oil type stuff where it's like nothing, you know? And then some of it was like hardcore drugs that you could get hooked on. So it really, it's really interesting. And it just seemed like in terms of like bringing it into today, just, I don't know, like the quote unquote health, you know, it's the, the med- medical industry and health industry is just, it's so twisted in this country. And, and I, you know, my brain always goes to the darkest places. So when they started, you know, the COVID vaccines, and now it's all the boosters, like, but when the first vac- round of vaccines were coming out, which is sort of about, you know, what the song's partly about, yeah, all I was going to ask about that. Yeah. Yeah. All I could picture was mountains and mountains of syringes cuz we're talking a world pandemic here. It like it's all over the world and um and you know, and medical waste is already a th- major nightmare like and now we have a world pandemic. Of course, a lot of people couldn't get the vaccines cuz other places like here were like hoarding them but um just yeah i'm picturing like these mountains and mountains of like syringes and just gloves and all this medical waste and um i don't know all of that kind of come that's kind of like what was underneath the song for me is just trying to deal with like 
you know, if you say cuckoo's kind of a little poke at political corruption, uh, this is maybe more about like the medical corruption and, and it's just, it's no different than those old, you know, medicine shows where they're, they're trying to, you know, swindle you for all of your money. And it's just, I I don't know, it's all expensive. And it's like, we don't know if it's going to work or not. And it, oh, how did they make it? And, (laughs) you know, what's in it? And did they test it on animals? And it's all very like dark. I mean, my, I don't know, my, my brain is just and Lisa's churning the video in her mind right now. No, I've already got. I've already. I'm like. Oh, you they're, do. They're, okay. they're on the. They're on the cart and they're going from town to town. And where do they end? Salt Lake City. I, yeah. You know, I, come on over, ladies. I'll give you a big hug. Um, the um, the shows though, the old medicine shows would take musical acts. Oh yeah, no, I I remember. Yeah. Remember that movie, Pete's Dragon. Remember yes, that the opening yes. scene, the me- yeah. Passamaquoddy, which was somewhere in upstate New York, or was it? Vermont? I loved that when I was a kid. Was it Ver- I don't know. Vermont or New York? Passamaquoddy. I have it was no one idea of those. Where... Anyway, um, I thought that was a made-up place. It no, was no, but a real it, place. it was. It was supposed to be like one of the, like Schenectady or something like that, right? One of the mm-hmm. one of the weird upstate central New York line towns, but. Um, yeah, that was what I was thinking like when, when I was listening to it. I was like, yeah, it reminded me of that. But yeah, you'd have the whole banjo and the trombone and all that up there. And everyone <laughs> like, you know, yeah. here's Dr. So-and-so's cure-all, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I, I remember seeing <clears throat> those old productions that, yeah, it was that, you know, and they had puppets yeah. with, with the puppet, um, you know, the stooch, the, the puppet, the, the, the person who would just oh i need to be cured and they they pay somebody you know hey come mm-hmm. up because you're a townsperson come up and be cured of something yeah and yeah so i it was a it all just kind of came to that i i really was like but but you're taking these old images and, and ideas and then you're throwing it into what 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 because remember all the damn snake oil that was coming out after covid man i mean you had you had the orangutan in chief up there and i say that most (laughs) despairingly but he was up there this is a hoax here shoot uh shoot clorox and i'm like what the you know that like yeah and and so there were things that were going on that i was like the president is giving clearly deceptive statements <laughs> yeah. and all of his clowns and monkeys are up there. Tucker Carlson is saying just as ridiculous. Have you heard of ivermectin? Yeah. It treats heartworm and horses. Damn it. It's not for people, you know, but they were all <laughs> selling this shit, you know? And so I, I, I was getting those ideas there. I was like, but so anyway but by the time we got to the third verse that was pretty painful to listen to i'm like man Ryder, you really did it this time around man i i i love the music but this is very unsettling which was the point obviously you know you have this fun polka jam business going on and then it's suddenly oh but by the way you're gonna feel uncomfortable about this line right here and you did that really well (laughs) thanks yeah i just went for it i mean what the heck uh 
my question is like you know so now there's all these boosters and they keep coming out and you know do we get them or don't we it's like i'm kind of over it but now they're saying did you hear that this new variant is named the kraken and of course dust bowl fairies have a theme song for that we mm-hmm. have a song about the kraken called serpentine samba yeah i was but, gonna say uh, loved, loved but, <laughs> are you gonna take the new are you have you been taking all the boosters have i yes yeah I have. yeah yeah you yes mm-hmm. i have but i uh, after all that i've been through in the last year and a half two years you have to, you have I, to. I have to i've been poked mm-hmm. and prodded and mm-hmm. jabbed and given things that yeah you know i it, it, yeah there's i've been through plenty <laughs> here um i i'm gonna say now this is going back to now i have uh i i don't know lisa you might have heard this or not um i i said this i wanted Ryder to perform uh fields uh the field at my funeral right i was like if i die anytime soon i need you to come to utah and play this at my funeral because it is such a be- that is one of the most beautiful songs I've ever heard. Um, the v- now this is going to be really funny, writer, when I tell you this because you're it goes to the video that the mm-hmm. animation video that you did for that song. Okay, um, there's a TV show called Reservation Dogs out there. Mm-hmm. It's up on Sundance. I don't, it might be on Hulu, but if, I don't know if you've heard of it. It's about a bunch of Native American punk kids on a reservation in Oklahoma. And they call themselves the reservation dogs. And it's kind of just high school kids being punks, you know, just going out like they as punks, they knock off the Fritos truck. <laughs> you know, they don't really do any major scale, scale robberies or thuggery, but they, they steal a Fritos truck. You know, the Frito-Lay truck, the, the potato chip truck, right? You know, yeah. and the rival gang rides up to them and then they bust out of the car and then all, you see the barrels of guns come out and then they start shooting and you're like, oh, crap, these kids are all going to get killed. No, they were just shooting paintballs at them. Right. So it's like sort of the intensity of a gang world, but not really. You know, they're making fun of it, but it's a bunch of first American kids there. But there's this one episode where this lady shows up and she goes around and she just mercilessly kills all these misogynist men. All these like rapists and all of that. And what you realize halfway through the episode, she's a fawn. She's not a real person. And you see she's got deer hoofs. For her feet because you'll see this lady walking around she's doing whatever and then all of a sudden it pants down it shows her feet and you're like whoa those are that's a fawn that those are deer hoofs and you realize she's not human she's a supernatural character of the 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 these first american people and that reminded me of the hazel eyes video that you, uh the, of, of the field video not hazel eyes but but the field video and I, th- I was like, oh, my gosh, that reminded it just took me right back to that video. And I had to go back and watch it again. And after I watched that episode and it was so cool, it was so interesting to, to do that and to see that. And 
I loved that video for Field. Again, I, I didn't watch it until after I'd heard the song a lot. And then I went back and looked at it because you sent me, you know, I, I got the CD. But the visuals in that, you had the, 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 the buffaloes with wings, all these livestock with wings. And then they had human faces in that. Um, that that's kind of a timeless, it's a very spiritual thing. And I really loved that about that, that song even more now but could, i don't know if you've ever seen reservation dogs but that kind of came up that that that's been on one of my dust bowl fairies binges over the last little while by the way nice nice yeah so it's, it's the animate the animation right yeah 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 and right, there, anim- there you were that was you right <clears throat> that was you the that i did the drawings yeah and um no but were was... you the girl in the story they're sharing yeah, the heart with the animal and all that that was sort of, and yeah, I would say it could be anyone. It could be me. It could be anyone. <laughs> well, it looked, I was, oh, that's Ryder. And she's there with It Hazel, looks like me. Yeah. Heart, yes. <laughs> she has my haircut. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it's kind of me and Hazel. Um, yeah. And, uh, and it's, um, it's actually, there's actually, it's, it's taken out of a longer animation that I made. Um called Anomalia so um so it's yeah it it has another life out there um also I should send you the full animation you would probably like to see it I would love it anything from you guys anything from either of you Lisa do you do other movies too by the way I'd love to see some of your other work yeah I work on some other stuff the 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 main thing that pays the bills is this show called Teenage Euthanasia which is on Adult Swim uh it's in its second season we're making 10 episodes but yeah i I have my own independent stuff for the that i do on the side uh, on nights and weekends you also have the feature uh about uh called thirsty about the um drag drag. we have sharon Sharon personator (laughs) yeah thirsty if you look up thirsty that's uh straight out of the land of thin edge films here um that's truly independent and uh we shot that like 10 years ago, but it didn't come out till 2016. So, uh, but that's, yeah, that's a great one. Okay. Um, well, you guys both need to go and watch Reservation Dogs, by the way. Okay. okay. So as, <laughs> as a writer, okay, not as a filmmaker, because I'm not a filmmaker or even a film for nothing. I get visuals and I like them, but I write. And as a writer, I would say that Reservation Dogs is some of the best writing I've ever seen in any show of my life. It was it was the, one of the producers and writers for it was the guy who did that show, Jojo Rabbit. Did you oh, ever yeah. see that? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Jojo Rabbit was amazing. Was that not yeah. one of the most amazing films ever made? Yeah, I loved it. Like, I think that the ghost of David Bowie came back and said, I bless this film. <laughs> yeah when 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 they said we want to play heroes in german at the very end and right. then you're like yes david bowie your entire existence was for this film right i felt i i by the time it ended i was just like bawling my eyes out but yeah so reservation dogs has got the same guy that the same guy who did jojo rabbit was there so okay um, you're like, ooh, I'm doing that. Yeah, like it's it's got some of the weirdest, most awesome writing. And what 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 I think is funny is because like Ryder would get a kick out of this as well. Because anytime they cross into talking to somebody from the spirit realm, 
it's not some great wise person giving him advice he's just some deadbeat spirit who just happens to be the one left over to come and say oh yeah you got your ass kicked here you might want to go into the doctor and have him look at your nose look like you got broken <laughs> you know like an indian brave comes back from the dead to tell me about that you know there's just funny stuff like that it was just brilliant film a brilliant show brilliant writing um so uh on that one, so there were the, the in in the video again loved it. Uh, in the video, you had uh, let, let's just go back to uh, Lost in Time. Um, everybody was kind of like they were all stoic. I mean, they're all beautifully dressed. I mean, that you know the whole costume design, all that were stoic. But uh, so those were actors. They weren't all the musicians. Then they were just like, I mean, because you. You had so many beautiful people in wonderful outfits there. Making yeah, I mean, show. some of it them was... were definitely people that we cast. And uh, a couple of them were crew members that just, I felt like, should be in front of the camera. The 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 guy that kind of looked like he was in a German military outfit. Yeah, Jaff, yeah, yeah. Jaff Farkas has been a production designer slash art director on a, a lot of the videos that we've done. And I'm like this guy should just really be in front of the camera too, you know? So at one point I was like, does he normally dress like that or just happens? No, to be but you know, I, you know, he's done enough of these videos where he sort of sees what we put together. And I was like, any chance that you, you know, if, if we're not like building out the next set and we can get you for a few minutes in front of the camera, would you do it? And the next thing I know, I'm getting all these text messages of all the outfits that he could potentially wear. And I'm like, <laughs> not that hat not that belt yes those pants yes that vest you know oh like... you get that detail wow oh you must oh, yeah, be awesome yeah, yeah. to work with yeah. yeah 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 like so he's like sending me like everything from his closet you know or whatever and yeah and and you know, there's a really funny moment about him because <clears throat> ruby was supposed to be in this one scene ruby larue who's the lap steel player for the dust yeah, bowl fairies yeah. he was supposed to be in the scene where um you know, where they're all in front of the clock tower and they're moving very like uh, erratically yeah. erratically, and, you know, like they're almost like characters in a, you know, in a cuckoo clock or something going around. A Ruby was supposed to be in that scene, but she she couldn't be with us on set that day. And um, Jaff, I never actually intended for him to be in those shots, but Jaff just like put on the outfit and got up with the band and started going for it. And I was like, you know, he looks so good and he's just really in sync and i actually had done this rehearsal with the band about these movements which he was not a part of but he just saw everybody doing it and he just like jumped up and joined them and i was like he's there's one person missing and he suddenly just is like there doing it with all of them and he looks so amazing i was like i'm gonna just leave him in you know <laughs> wow so, that, sometimes... that was that was well the happy accident that was great it was a super happy accident and he might sometimes you know we're, we're you're trying to get he's a drummer he's in his own band so he might sometimes fill in right like he's sort of potentially a a, a fill-in fairy right <laughs> so um i we're gonna have to i'm gonna have to sign off here in just a moment there was a fabulous musician that i interviewed a few weeks ago stella rose gahan and if that last name means anything to you it should and I, I interviewed her. She did a freaky ass video, um, just crazy. 
It was like the Dust Bowl fairies gone satanic. It was awesome. And when I was interviewing her, I was like, so you're like this meets Clockwork Orange, the book meets the Rocky Horror Picture Show, all that. She's just all the above. Yeah, read it, seen it, right? But I told her about you guys. And I said, you know, you really need to, you need to, and she was like, I told her about the Dust Bowl Fairies and she's like, I got to get into these guys. I got to look into, I, I got to, you know. So I said, I was like, man, I sent her all these Dust Bowl Fairies videos and all that. I think that, and she's in New York City. And I thought that would be the best show in the world to see. <laughs> She'd be like up there playing this like very similar motif. Mm-hmm. dark metal industrial and then you guys <laughs> it would be just the most amazing show ever and i'm like oh that's the dream gig right there stella rose gahan and the dust bowl fairies so i would fly to new york to see that show I, or i could curate it and have you guys play here i just don't you know I, whatever that would be the shit right there. Okay, we're gonna look her up. We listened to a little bit of that podcast, so um Oh you, so you yeah, heard me I, shamelessly promoting you, yes. I didn't hear that part, but uh I I heard we were listening to a little bit of your podcast with uh Stella. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but so I, we heard I, I brought that... you guys up and I, I told her. Oh all you about did, you okay. Guys. Yeah, probably okay. later we on didn't... in the episode. You didn't make it that far. Yeah, we didn't make it that far yet, but um, I, I heard some of her music, and um, it was great. Okay, well, I, I have like two minutes here. Let's talk about the ragdoll real quick. I love the lines. Look, you had the song in there. That was great. Um, you're a ragdoll singing on a ragdoll stage, wearing a ragdoll dress, uh, stumbling like a ragdoll. Um, uh the old rag doll was something in her day. No one knows quite what people liked her. Uh, my entropy, uh, some misanthropy. It's misanthropy. a misanthropy. Uh, <laughs> How do you get misanthropy her... in a song, right? Yeah, and, and, and ubiquitous was in in a John song. Um, I'm like, wow, they're they're picking up some nice words. Words that Donald <laughs> Trump would never notice. Um, uh, but a lot of spider references on this record. Mm-hmm. Uh, where'd yeah. all that come from? Let's close out with spy with spiders. There, right? Spiders. I I love spiders. Um, so they've always been a big part of my life. I can't and stand them. World. I hate them. Oh no, really? Yeah, you and David Bowie would have been best friends. Me? Uh-uh, no, <laughs> sorry, not. Yeah, no. I I just find them fascinating in their webs. You know, like how do they do that? It just comes out of their butt, like making all those. You know sticky you you might like it it's sticky um but um <laughs> i don't know exactly you know that's a it's a that's a, it's a that song is a dense with lyrics it's a it's like a thick narrative and um, oh it was very thick narrative was it about you it's about it i would say it's semi-autobiographical but you know it's also like goofy you know and um and fantasy and make-believe and all this stuff you know everything's a little autobiographical but it's mostly about um it's mostly about lisa honestly it's about um when we so in the song lisa doesn't really like spiders either unfortunately because i made her the you know she's the the spider in the song who has the spider 
um, Ballyhoo, and um, she's like the arachnid queen who has a, a movie team. And the, the movie team comes in and cheers us all up, and um, we get to stay in her uh, spider castle for free, and she's going to make us all movie stars. So <laughs> it's pretty silly. Uh, it's a pretty silly song. Um, but It's very dark, uh, and it's very Dust Bowl fairies. I, if, yeah. if you did something that was just a plain, happy, good old-fashioned love song, I'd be really disappointed. I'm like, wait, no! No, that's not what these guys are about. <laughs> it's okay. Know? There's enough of that stuff in the world, right? There we're is, here to, yeah. But we're here can to do you, all this can, other Can't you see the ragdoll being some kind of, like, uh, strange Tim Burton, like, stop-motion yes, yes. <laughs> stop motion I, I, I piece? Had, I had a little bit of the Nightmare Christmas. Nightmare Before Christmas. <laughs> Definitely Nightmare Before Christmas with a spider coming in and sort of swooping everybody along yeah, well you you would kick tim burton's ass arm wrestling it just just weird creativity i know i know yeah. we've been kind of watching wednesday and we're like what's going on here it's getting a little like uh, harry potter kind of oh, do you, you want know? to know oh, oh okay wednesday. i'm gonna close out on this all right i i, I interviewed um uh Brian Trace, what's the name? Kid Congo Powers, the guitarist for the Cramps and Nick Cave and all that, you know, Gun Club, right? You know, I'm a big fan of the Cramps, always have been. Grew up listening to the Cramps, right? You know, the Cramps and all the old punk rockabilly and just, you know. The other day I'm in the car and my daughter turns on, she 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 starts playing, she sinks her phone up and starts playing. I'm like, that's the Cramps. That is the Cramps. And I said, what what is this she's like oh it's the cramps i'm like no i know that where where how did you <laughs> oh it was on that show wednesday i'm like get out of here so yes all this good old school punk rockabilly horror film stuff that i grew up on my kids are now listening to because it's on wednesday exactly cool. yeah very nice very nice thank you wednesday right yeah keep danny, it, keep danny, it Elf, danny elfman and tim burton are bringing it all back right I, but, but the cramps i mean i'm like look okay i i no secret i have a fetish for redheads i've always had it for poison ivy i've always loved that girl right you know my, my kids are and i'm like i know people in that band and my daughters are like we don't care dad because i know people in all the bands you know I'm like, oh yeah i know that guy i interviewed that guy i had lunch with that guy my kids like we don't care i'm like the cramps of all people you know like <laughs> like they thought it was cool that i that i'd interviewed the guy who did never ending story they thought all that was great no no but the cramps yeah by now they don't care but that mm. was so funny that you're saying that though that like that whole yes okay anyway um ladies it has been an absolute pleasure and so thank you for your time i'm gonna be uh shamelessly promoting the, the and when the video when when the movie when the movie piece comes out i want to see that too but uh thank you for your time ladies and uh everybody else take care be good to each other and let music do awesome in your lives all right thank you so much writer and lisa that was the uh part of the art collective of the dust bowl fairies and uh, i'm going to close this one out with their song lost in time everybody on the new album carnival dust go check out the dust bowl fairies wherever you internet your music
Together. 